Good evening. Today is Wednesday, September 1st, and we are studying the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is There is a Solution. <laughs> and our speaker tonight is Phil D. Thank you, Phil. Right on. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is Phil. I'm a compulsive overeater from New York City. Um, part of the There is a Solution meeting of New York City. Not to be confused with the There is a Solution meeting from New Jersey, but neither here nor there. You know what? It's all about that big book. We love There is a Solution. So uh, I'm going to just, uh, I guess I should, I'm a school teacher, so I like to illustrate. I'm an art teacher, so I want to illustrate with a picture. So a picture is worth a thousand words. So let's cut a thousand words off of this and show a picture. Here we go. And share screen now. Bing. That's me. At my, high, my highest weight, I was 313 pounds. I came into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous uh, November 1st, 2008. All right, uh, stop sharing. Um, yeah, so it gives me a bunch of different shots of me during that. Now note, by the time I came into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, I was 296 pounds. I, I wanted to lose a little weight before I came in because I was afraid of you know, what everybody would think of me because I thought like, you know, there's, there's sometimes there's people that uh, have a, you know, concepts where they believe that they're uh, actually heavier than they are. So if they saw me, they would really, really, really think I was heavy, heavy, heavy because I'm too busy worried about what everybody else is thinking. Um, in any case, by the time I, I finally was able to get in, uh, I was able to wrap some concepts around and, and I was able to speak to a lot of people with different uh, iterations of this disease, and I learned that uh, I spoke. To, I actually spoke to and worked with uh, people that are anorexic, bulimic, exercise bulimic. Uh, lots of people with different things than me. But you know what? We all mess with our food, and luckily, there is a solution. So um, I want to share some some spots in here that I just really dug um, for this thing that I always. All right. There, there's a concept in there is a solution that um, I always think about it, you know, and uh, they were talking about the physical allergy before, but uh, here, here's some, some important things. They, they, they go through the different sections or different versions of drinkers, right? Uh, on page uh, 20 and 21, uh, they're talking about moderate drinkers can give it up or hard drinkers, you know, eh, it's all well and good. And then, um, there's some people, if they have sufficiently strong reasons, ill health, falling in love, change of environment, eh, they can, they can let it go. Um, but what is the real alcoholic? You know, the main point is we begin to lose control, you know, once we start to eat. It's about that first compulsive bite. And they go through all these different sections and different versions of people that end up just always back in the thing and that's kind of like how I roll. You know, I always think to myself back in the days, um, I was sleeping on a box spring, um, you know, at my top weight, eating a, a certain food item from a gigantic box of this thing where I went into the store that sells these particular things and they, uh, you know, the, the candy, sorry, I just blew it, all right, sorry. The, the store owner, <laughs> um, I was tired of me rummaging through all the different kinds of candy they had. And uh, I, they said they would buy me a separate box, 112 pieces. So 
I bought, I bought the, I bought it. Uh, thank you. Um, so once, once I had finally had the box, I went and I ate all 112 pieces in one night and I came back because he bought a box for him for the store and a box for me. And I came back the next day and I bought his box and he was just looking at me like, dude. And I was just like, I'm paying my money. Give me my thing. And it was like, you know, and that's the way I rolled. I would be in stores and I'd be like, why do you guys keep running out of this thing? You're always running out of this thing all the time. And they're just like, you, you buying it all. You're coming to this store, you buy all of it. <laughs> and I'm always like, ah, you guys better stock up. A lot of people are buying this thing. They're quite popular. It's popular because of me. I'm doing this thing. I just can't, you know. And, I, and luckily for me on a day-to-day basis from going through this step work, I don't have to go back then. Um, and it's, it gives me the, 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 the kindness, the compassion to be able to look at other people that are doing this and just jump right into it and, and just be able to understand, I, I know where you're coming from. I completely get it. Um, let's see. They say the main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in his body. Uh, they always say, uh, for, for me, it's compulsive overeater. Yeah, I have a thing for sugar. I have a thing for this. I have a thing for, for fat, for eating meat and stuff like that. I used to be that. Uh, I've been vegan, not even a plant-based now for, for since 2012. So it's just like, and that was not even my plan. My plan was, all right, uh, you know, I just want to be able to just lose some weight, get a girlfriend, and things are going to be good for me. Alas, that is not how higher power worked it out for me. All I ended up doing is doing this thing and, you know, doing the work. And once you start doing the work, it's God's will, not yours. And and the, the gifts and the stuff. You know what I ended up getting? I ended up being able to be less focused, be able to get stuff like a, a bank account. I did not have a bank account before that. I was always, you know, check to check kind of a thing. Um, be able to have an apartment that I could keep nice and neat. Well, neat, nice and neat is a relative term, but an apartment by myself, no roommates, situations like that. I was always living that roommate lifestyle, but now I don't have to do that. I, I'm, I'm my own person. I've been able to travel around the world, go to different spots. I mean, I went to Japan, stayed abstinent. Seriously, I went to Paris, and you know how Paris got that food over there. I was able to stay abstinent, go to OA meetings all over there, and then People wanted to hang out afterwards. Hey, I want to go to a museum. And they're like, hey, I'll go to a museum with you. People just came out because everybody, game recognizes game. When, when you meet people in programs, no matter what, I mean, I, I remember going to meetings in Canada. I didn't even know French like that. You know what I mean? And you know what? People want to just practice their English on me during the break or, you know, and they would do qualifications in French and I kind of understand you know, what they're talking about, like, basically. But afterwards, people would want to sit and chill. It doesn't matter where you're from, especially in this time of Zoom. We get to meet so many people and do so many things. And it's just like, you could go to meetings all around the world. You know, uh, nowadays, I've been involved with, um, you know, various different, they have men's meetings, women's meetings, things like that. Now, there've been recently um, people of color meetings. These, These meetings are coming up nowadays. And it's just like, it's a thing. Like to be there and to talk to all these people from around the world. Um, I was just at um, uh, like Veg Fest to go there, and yo, people did not know Overeaters Anonymous existed. Did not know that this program existed. 
And to be able to hand them literature and say, yo, this is how it works. You know, give this in, you know, come to a meeting, come check it out. It is here for you. It is for fun. It is for free, you know? And, and this is what saved my life, you know, from doing this thing, from availing myself to a sponsor and doing that step work. So there is a solution. We up in this, this book and we're doing this thing and getting in it. Um, it says over here, um, about the problem centering in my mind. I have this physical allergy, you know, it's a, I don't understand. I don't have to understand why I have it. Maybe it's because my parents, maybe it's, this, maybe it's that. It doesn't matter. It just matters that I got this. And literally I got this and I don't got this because I don't have this. God has this and I better surrender quick. Um, so I have this allergy. I have this mind problem, my obsession, you know, regardless of any sort of thing, when I get that first bite, I'm like, throw it all away. I'll always throw it all away. And I don't care. Maybe I'll, I'll come back. You know what? It's so funny. Even now, years of abstinence going on there. I was, I went to my nutritionist. I went up a little bit, a little bit. I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's time to go to my, to, to go to my, uh, now that my, uh, I went up a, a pound or two. You know, you know, I should go into my sponsor and say, yo, maybe it's time for me to go back to day one. You know, and my, my, my nutritionist was like, really? Yeah, you're, you really want to go back to day one? Because, of course, me, even now, years later, I'm still thinking like, well, you know what? You know, if I go out to day one, so let me make that list of all these things I want to eat. And then, like, maybe I'll come back after that. Maybe it's like, I don't know if I got another recovery in me. You know what I'm saying over here? Oh, maybe I'm going to burn it all down. Because I'm sitting there thinking, like, maybe I should get this and then get this and then get this and then get this. And then I'm like, no, nah, I got to qualify tonight. You know what? I'm working with another sponsee and I'm taking them through the step work. Uh, you know what? There's, there's another step study that's coming up and I want to be involved with that. And oh, oh, there's some conventions coming up and, and I promise to be of service over there. Okay, I'll, I'll stay abstinent one more day. I'll, I'll just do this. That's a lot easier. It's just so simple just to throw things away. And it's just like, I just want to just burn it all down because, you know, it takes a village to raise a compulsive overeater. I got a sponsor, I got a nutritionist, I have other things going on there. I have a, 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 a closed mouth friends, I have sponsees, I have other people that I'm working with and uh, other programs that I'm going through with. Oh yeah, I got you, I got you, thank you, Steven. Um, And doing all these different things, um, doing yoga, doing this, doing that, get, uh, getting some exercise in there, doing all these different things. Everybody has my best interests in mind. Everybody, except me. I don't have my best interests in mind. I want to burn it all down because I think like, you know, maybe things were better before when I was 313 pounds, when I was uh, breathing so heavy that when I was married, my, my wife would have to put me in another room because I was snoring so loud. So, you know, just things like that. That was, that was a good thing where I had to get that uh, CPAP machine and uh, always waking up with it on my head or all, all these things and I just couldn't breathe. You know what? From doing this program, from doing this work and doing these things, I've been in a position that I could get rid of the CPAP machine. That I, I get to, I went into my sleep doctor and my, and my sleep doctor was like, I can barely recognize you. I, I, there's a scene like that in the big book where the, you know, the doctor goes, the person goes in to visit Dr. Silver and you're like, I don't recognize you, but whatever you got, you better hold on to that. And it's kind of like that. And record, not even recognizable. 
you know, it's just like, I don't have to keep that in mind every time. The stuff that I've learned here, doing that stuff works, learning how to deal with resentment instead of eating over it. I am a person that I do not know how to deal with feelings, even now. Trust me on this. I'm trying to do the dating thing and trying to do the living life thing. And it is ours. I am good in front of a crowd of people. I am good in front of students. I am great at that kind of stuff. Put me in front of people at a convention. I can talk their ear off. But one-to-one talking about, hey, uh, how's it going? Uh, hi, my name is Phil. <laughs> I want to run away. I want to eat something. And I was like, you know, leave the breadsticks. You know, I, alas, no. Nowadays, when I go to eat someplace and they bring those things over here, it's like, no, thanks. No, thanks. And every time I do that, it's like a miracle because I would dog that stuff. <sighs> Interesting to, to think of what the past versions of myself used to be. All these different things. Uh, part of my higher power is definitely uh, kind of quantum mechanics and different versions, different alternate versions of myself all happening. So many times I would have been dead. My mom died at 50 from this disease, bad eating, bad living. On her deathbed, she told me to change my life and I did not understand how. I literally thought, maybe I should you know, dye my hair or something like that. Maybe I should get something like that going on there. They changed my life a little bit, jazz it up, jazz hands. Alas, no, that's not what she meant. <sighs> only through doing that step work, only through going in there and really reading what the, that this exists. Like I said, people don't understand that this existed. My mom never knew that Overeaters Anonymous existed. All right? So much time in my life, I thought, I can beat this. I can beat this. I can beat this. No, it beat me. It beat me. And to surrender is what I needed to do. Once I was able to do that, that's when the real things come in here. Let me see. The most powerful desire to stop drinking is absolutely of no avail. This tragic situation has already arrived in practically every case long before it is suspected. I crossed that line. All right. The situation was already established. I am a compulsive overeater. In fact, I was just talking to my therapist today. And I was just like, sometimes I sit and go, why can't I just be like other people? Why can't I just eat like other people? Why can't they just do what other people do? And you know what I'm thinking about this? Like, you know, sometimes I see those other people that are eating like however they want to eat and doing like however they want to do. And how are they doing? Honestly, how are they doing? Not so healthy, not so good. The main point is not to really judge a person's thing. All I could do is go by, by me. Right now at this moment in time, I am physically, yo, there is something I would never ever say. Yo, I do yoga every day, every morning. That is crazy. I would have never ever done that. That is not a reality that I would have chosen for myself. To to do a ten step every night and to like you know go through my character defects and ask God God to please remove them. I found old uh, diaries of mine where I would be like, um, I believe that I am God, and only you know that would be really good if only I could control my eating. Yeah. Okay, God, how's that working for you? Not so good. Right on. Thank you for the five minutes. All right. So, oh, God, there's so much in this, this, uh, <laughs> this chapter. Um, they, go through, they go through the whole thing in here. I love it. It says that nobody wants to do the self-searching, the leveling of a pride. This process requires for, uh, uh, like, 
you know, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires, it's required for successful consummation. That's like when I went to my sponsor and said, oh, I think I'm spending too much money on the gym. Um, maybe I should quit it and save the money. And my sponsor would be like, maybe you should go to the gym. And I was just like, oh, all right. You know, the main point is I have to chill. I have to not judge myself, not condemn myself, not to beat me down. All right. Put down the back, pick up a feather. You know, not even feathers, you know, just be kind, be kind to yourself as you would be kind to other people. You know, the tools have been laid out for me by my sponsor. Told me how to do that step work, get in here and do these things. You know, I have to realize that, um, oh, look, there's the, ah, good. Um, there's a section over here where big book nerd, I, uh, Roland Hazard goes to this doctor and, uh, Dr. Young, and he's asking him, uh, why, you know, he wants to regain control and the doc says, uh, he tells him the whole truth. He says he's utterly hopeless. He couldn't do this thing, but, uh, you know, but he still does it. And it's just like, I need to, somebody put like this. This is like doing the work. It's like the minimum. The step, steps are here. It's like, I used to come in and just wish, like, oh, maybe, you know, by coming, I'm going to get this thing. No, this is a 12-step program. Are you doing the 12 steps in the order that they're all laid out? And I'm like, okay. Once I started getting that and started doing that, that's where I started getting those little gifts and prizes of sobriety, of abstinence, to be able to do those things and to really be able to, to live a life, um, you know, I could either burn my life down to the ground or I could accept spiritual help. And I was down to burn it down. How bad would I be burning my life down? I could accept pain. I'm used to pain. I like the devil that I know as opposed to the devil that I don't know. But little did I find out that this is not the way that this works here. You know, I accept that spiritual help. I turn my will and my life over to a power greater than myself. Trust my sponsor. Trust the, the intelligence of all the people around me that will have my best interests in mind. And if I could do that on a day-to-day -day basis, I get to stay abstinent. I get to help so many other people. I get to work through the steps. I need to, I get to, I need, and I get to work with sponsees and take them through the step work to see their lives change, to know that this thing works. I have body dysmorphia. I have this disease of perception where I cannot see myself properly but I could assess by the things that I am outwardly doing that I am doing the good thing on a daily basis. I get to live one more day. I get to be of service one more day. I do not know, especially now, I do not know when I'm going to die. People die all the time. In fact, especially now during this whole COVID stuff, I have seen friends die. I've seen sponsees die. I've seen 25-year-old young girls die from this disease, you do this and start going out on your, on your eating disorder. Then all of a sudden doing this seems like a good idea. Mixing this with this is a good idea. And next thing you know, they're dead. Not cute. I've had sponsees die and sit in the hospital with their dead body and be like, what do I do? God, what do I do? And just go to my higher power on this. And then their friends come in, they look at me because I am their spot, this person's sponsor. And they're like, 
Phil, what do we do? Our friend is dead. And I say, let's pray. Let's, let's get together. Let's, let's do, let's have a meeting with them right now. Their spirit is still in this room right now. Let us come together right now and share, pray through the serenity prayer. We did this and we had that meeting right in that, in that hospital room with her in there. And I tell you, that was, that answer did not come from me. You know, that thing did not come from me. That idea that is strictly higher power action. The things that I've seen, the places that I've gone, things that I've done, I've had friends that had legs amputated, people that I've known go blind, people that I know die from this disease. All right, thank you. And uh, I'll just wrap it up by saying one other thing. Um, too much. There's too much to say, but I'll, I will say this. Thank you guys for the opportunity to be here. Yo, I thank my higher power. I thank my sponsors. I thank my sponsees. I thank everybody here. And I thank the, the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. You guys save my life every day. And yo, there's a solution. Gotta get it. Gotta represent. Get it a minute. I really represent it. Upset. Thanks. I have I mute myself. Thank you, Phil. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter, There is a Solution, and Step Being Studied, Step 1, this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under Reactions, or star 9 if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. With the timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. Okay, who would like to share or ask a question? Subin. Hi, let me time myself. Hi, I'm Subin, compulsive reader. Thank you, Phil, for coming and sharing. Um, door in my hand. Um, I love what you said about like pointing out the um, the normal, the moderate, the hard, the true, the real alcoholic, real compulsive overeater. And um, yeah, how we're different, right? It's like, I was so angry at my higher power at like, why I have the disease? It's like, why, why me? But um, the truth is, it's like, yeah, we, it's, it is what it is. Um, but, um, and I also like what you said that like a problem centers in the mind that, right. It's like, I'm different and I have a physical allergy, but unless I accept spiritual help and do this work, I'm going to forget. Um, I'm going to forget that I'm a compulsive overeater and I'm going to go back to the food. Um, and the other thing that I like what you said about is like the resentments that like, we need the help from our higher power that we can't get rid of them on our own. Um, I'm doing inventories with my sponsor and I'm like, oh my God, I have so many problems. Like, what do I do with all of this? And she's like, but we have God's help. Like, you can't do it on your own. We ask, we pray, and we ask for help. And God helps us through it. So, yeah, and that's it. Thank you so much. Next up, we have Amy. Thank you, Aaron and staff. Thank you so much for your service, Team Wednesday, for September. And Phil, thank you so much for your share. Thank you so much for your energy. Thank you so much for your service, just in general, um, all over the place. You spoke, you mentioned a bunch of times about people losing legs and I just felt compelled to raise my hand because I don't even think I've shared this in a while. My dad is a double amputee with both of his legs amputated and several of his fingers and um, eyesight and a kidney transplant. And the day 
when they started cutting off his toes was about 11 years ago. And it was before I came into the rooms and I was well over 300 pounds. And I remember my mother calling me and telling me they were starting to cut off his toes and mine had just started to tingle, which as anybody knows is the beginning of diabetic neuropathy. And I couldn't tell her, couldn't tell my mother, couldn't tell anyone because my dad was dealing with this and it would break her heart and I didn't know what to do. Um, the rooms of OA saved my life. I know that 100%. Thank you for your service tonight. I pass. Thank you, Amy. Next up we have Lynette. Hi, I'm Lynette, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Minnesota. Um, Phil, wow. I just, I, again, I love your energy. I love how you zing all over the place because that's kind of how my mind works. Um, really the two things that I took away from your share about this chapter is that like, wow, I have the propensity to like, just want to burn everything down, like to hit the, you know what button and just like toss it all away because like, it's really easy to forget what it was like. And I think there's like that inherent thing, the disease in the back of my head that wants to like, maybe one more time, try it. Thank God I haven't, but um, we have three young girls and they're away with grandma a little bit here before school starts back up. And my disease is still there. And I was gifted with it by um, saying to me, so like everybody cleared out of the house and here I am alone in my house, which is usually very, very busy. And they all left and it cleared out and there was like just silence. And for that split second, I went, well, what am I going to binge on now? And I was like, whoa, like I didn't want to binge, but it was like, I realized that I stuffed my loneliness, my quietness, my afraid to be alone with myself. Like I went to food for, you know, food was my solution. Um, And so to know that that is alive and well, I'm newly recovered. I've got like seven months of sobriety. Um, First time going through the big book, taking sponsees through it. And it's like, wow, like I'm so grateful to my higher power, my God, that he um, knocks on my door with that as a reminder. and with that, I'll pass. I had an, another thing, Phil, but like you are incredible. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thank you, Lynette. Next up, we have Angela followed by Nancy. Hey, everyone. I'm Angela. Really, really grateful member of this program. And I am a compulsive overeater, uh, former bulimic Um Thank you everybody who's doing service for this meeting. And Phil, uh, your share was really moving for me. Uh, I also really love your energy and I can uh, relate to it. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm newly in program uh, probably for about a year um, and uh, I'm abstinent for uh, just over four months. And it is a different way of living. this is clearly a different way of living. Uh, and uh, I embraced it this time because 
Yeah, like I've heard other people say, you know, it was the hiatal hernia, it was the reflux, it was the pre-diabetic um, blood work, it was high cholesterol. Um, you know, like I really started getting the message that this was going to kill me eventually. It was going to be a very slow death, um, but um, you know, maybe not. Right? I mean, I was I was doing my best to to really do myself in. So, um, you know, I come into this program and I just feel such gratitude for the um, for how clear I feel, not having the cycle run in my head for um, the compulsive uh, loop to be disturbed, Um, you know, to know that there's another way. Um, I also have been in situations lately where I am looking at things. I'm out at a restaurant comes to the table right or whatever you know and I'm not doing it um and it just feels different this time and i i so am afraid to even say that right because what i heard in the qualification was the self-sabotage thing i'm so afraid of sabotaging myself again you know and thinking that i could just have a little bit of this again and um you know just real quickly i'll end with this because I was telling my sponsor that I had something that I really, really enjoyed eating. And she asked me, she said, why are you getting so excited about it? And that was quite a light bulb for me because all the things that sent me down the rabbit hole were all the things I got really, really excited about. And so what I hear in this room is that I am definitely striving for food neutrality. I want it just to be about like just just feeding myself and, and giving myself um, fuel and not getting caught up in that emotional um, compulsive cycle again. So I, I really am loving this meeting. Thank you for hearing me. Thanks. Thank you, Angela. Now we have Nancy P. Hi, everybody. Nancy P here from West Newton, Massachusetts, right next to Boston. Um, thank you so much, Phil, for your service. Awesome job. And I loved how you called it, burn it down, burn it all down. Um, you know, I, you know, before I recovered, if I could stay away from the food, I, I always thought, you know, I was always looking for a silver bullet. Like it was always like, you know, like here are some of the methods we tried, right? Eat this, don't eat that, eat that, don't eat this. More meetings, fewer meetings, different meetings. Weigh and measure, don't weigh and measure. Eat sugar, don't eat sugar, you know, whatever. And then my favorite one is with and without a solemn oath. Like that's totally going to be the, the silver bullet that I was always looking for, you know. And I had gestational diabetes when I was pregnant with my first child. A 55% chance of developing diabetes within 15 years of delivering that baby. I don't have diabetes today. And I always had a voice in my head that's like always, no matter fat or thin, I'm just over here. I'm not doing anything. I'm not hurting anybody. But if you want to come and visit me, I am all by myself. And it would be great if you came and visit because then I would not be alone and you wouldn't be alone and we'd be together and we're not doing anything, not hurting anybody and not doing anything just so that you know I'm over here by myself alone, just so that you know, but I'm not doing anything, just waiting for someone to come and visit me. And that patter never stopped, ever. It went either it was shrieking or at the best, it would be like a dull sort of vibration. And today that is gone. I never think about food. I, I cannot tell you, you know, once, once I surrendered, it was all, it all comes down to Nancy P is always talking about this. Once I surrendered, not let go, not turn it over. Once I surrendered, 
it just went away. And, you know, today I too have gone to Paris and Rome. My family wants to go to a patisserie or a creperie for a treat in the afternoon. Absolutely. Let's go in and look, you know, let's see. Oh, this one looks pretty. I'll get tea or water. I'll wait outside and hold the table. You know, I mean, I had a lovely time. I've been to, you know, Paris, Rome and London, not so much of a challenge in London, but, you know, still went to London. <laughs> and, um, you know, my life is an embarrassment of riches today. And it's, I don't have that, that voice in my head that's like, you know, a little something wouldn't hurt. And um, the reason that I don't have any of that is because I take this t- totally seriously. I spend a lot of time on my recovery, but I'll just close with this. You know what? All that time that I spend, it makes time. It doesn't take time. I have so I pack my days starting at 10 past five in the morning until 11 o'clock at night, filled with yumminess, filled with wonderfulness, you know, filled with awesomeness, even the t- terrible things that happen to me. And they do. I'm so grateful because how else would I know how great my life is if I didn't have the occasional reminder about how bad it could get. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. Next up is Anne E. Hi, I'm Anne, and um, I'm a new person to this meeting, and um, I've never talked on video, but my sponsor, she made me. So, I'm Anne. Good to see you all. I'm glad you took your sponsor's uh, suggestions. Well done. Perhaps maybe we pause the recording now. This is almost 8.47. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions to share with the Zoom host. Please stop the recording.